morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, July 14th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lit. Today's episode is a previous recording from June 3rd, 2020. Welcome, everyone. You are listening to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodman. And I'm Tara Bulger. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. We've been discussing the Lord's Prayer for the past two weeks, and today we'll continue to look at it as we look at the idea of the kingdom of God. But first, let's begin with a prayer. Today's prayer was written in the 16th century by Teresa of Avila. Let us pray. May the Lord be blessed forever for the great gifts that he has continually heaped upon me, and may all that he has created praise him. Amen. Amen. Our scripture comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 24 through 33. Listen for a word from God. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your fields? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until it was all leavened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Brett, we talked about this a little bit um, on Monday, but our first parable references an enemy. Do you think that the enemy is a person or a thing? What is the enemy? Short answer, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But when I think about this parable in in respect to my life, I can't help. You know, sometimes uh, I think specifically in mainline uh, traditions were really good about talking about institutional sin mm-hmm. and how institutional sin is a real thing and it and it oppresses and it hurts. But sometimes we're not as great about talking about individual sin. Sure. And I think that that, um, that enemy in our own selves is often our sin, our sinful nature that that can sabotage, that can hurt uh, both ourselves and others. It's funny you say that about institutional sin. I find that people often think institutional sin is a terrible thing and other people are doing it. Like no one (laughs) owns. Like I think in the past 
10 years, I've kind of come to this place like I am a white woman who's lived in the South my entire life. I am probably racist, mm-hmm. no matter how much I try not to be. Mm-hmm. And so if I use that as like my operating principle, then I'm more open to how I might live that out in the world. But yeah, I think for me simply, mm-hmm. right, the enemy of the kingdom of God is this kingdom I want to build around myself. Mm-hmm. All, it's all about me. <laughs> yeah, and I am a quick builder. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. We also have the imagery in the last two parables of large and small, small things that have big results. As a person of faith, do you have an idea of what some of the small things we can do that have big results? We Again, I'm like going back to, we're going back to things we talked about on Monday, but we talked about how sometimes churches, not sometimes, oftentimes churches are obsessed with numbers and, you know, how many people came to this event. Yeah. And and I think that that's not just churches, that's a human thing. We're driven by statistics and outcomes and things of that sort. But here's the reality. If you're, if you have a prayer event and two people come and are changed by that, that is a tree that has grown. That is a tree that has produced life. And I think that takes continual reminders because it is discouraging when you put on an event or you do something that you're very passionate about and there's very little turnout or there's very, it feels like your passion is much higher than everyone else's when it comes to helping or or worshiping. Uh, But the reality is, is that, that, cliched idea that if you change one person's life like you've changed the world and I and I think that that's true it's funny when I am preaching um and I'm sitting in the pulpit I am usually praying and I'm praying that my words might help one person Mm -hmm. like that would be enough for me yeah if one person felt convicted or connected that that would be enough now one person might get me fired, <laughs> and that's okay too, yeah. right? If that's if that's the way it plays out. But um, you know, for me, the smallest thing I can do that gets me the biggest results as a person of faith is to build silence into my life. Hmm. If I have some time of silence and like centering prayer in the morning, I'm a different human being, um, and I think it's because. You know, we do a prayer confession in worship to remember who we are. Mm-hmm. I think there's something about beginning my day acknowledging that I'm going to get a thousand things wrong. And so I want to focus more on listening to God. Even just five or ten minutes, I think, helps. It's it's funny because, you know, that is when one think when in terms of time, sitting down and having those moments of silence are, is minuscule in our time of the day. But I think the reason we struggle to do it or it's hard to do it is because we know that it changes us and we know that it's not a small, like subconsciously, we know it's not a small thing. We know that it'll change us. We know that it'll bring us out of the kingdom that we would rather be in into the kingdom of God. And it runs totally counter to everything we're told in our society. Mm -hmm. Like if, if my... If I said to like, um, you know, some of the elders in our church, I spent one hour sitting quietly today at work. I mean, I don't know how that would fly, honestly. (laughs) Um, But if my job, right, as pastor and leader is to be attuned to the Holy Spirit, that might be a really good thing. It's just interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would certainly be like, what are you doing to her? I know, right? <laughs> She's just sitting there. Um, and I do think um, it's also very hard to quiet our mind mm-hmm. and focus on God. Mm-hmm. Very hard. Yeah. There, there was, um, in Richard Foster's book, he talks about Christian meditation, and he talks about, um, you know, our, our minds are just cluttered. It's almost mm-hmm. like a hoarder's house. And when we go to Christian meditation, we're just trying to clear the smallest of spaces so yeah. that the Holy Spirit can fill. And I think that's such a wonderful uh, analogy for me that I don't need to clear the whole ta- house yeah. because that's overwhelming. But if I can just clear out this corner, if I can just start there and allow the Holy Spirit to fill, then that will change things. Absolutely. Uh, In closing today, I want to read to you a stanza from the hymn of God, from the hymn of God of the fertile fields. God of the fertile fields, sharper of earth that yields our daily bread, forth from your bounteous hand comes gifts your love has planned, that all in every land be clothed and fed. Thank you all for joining us today. If you want to learn more about something we've spoken about or more about what we do at Rocket City Lift, I invite you to visit our website, rocketcitylift.com. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen.